0: Coming to you raw and unscripted, beaming across Ontario and beyond, to places like Woodstock, Peterborough, Witchwood, and Collingwood. This is the Real Hickson Real Estate Podcast. Whether you're listening on your commute, or putting on your suit, whether it's your morning stroll or you're on patrol, you just finish prayer or drop the kids at daycare, you're in the bar, your car, or listening with a bathroom door ajar. Near or far, this is The Jess and Jero Show. We're grateful for flattery and to accuracies. This is your guide to Toronto culture, people, events, news, but most importantly, real estate talk. Yes, hello folks. We're back here yet again for another exciting episode of the Hickson Real Estate Podcast. And who do we have with you with us today? We have Jess.
1: Yeah, hello, hello. We have a very special guest.
0: Very, probably <laughs> the most special guest that we've <laughs> who, ever had on you the know, podcast.
1: Took a little bit of convincing. A lot of convincing.
0: <laughs> but do you want to introduce yourself, Melissa?
2: So my name's Melissa. I'm the administrator at Forest Hill Real Estate here in Vaughan. Um, I've been here for about 10 years, so I've known Jess Whoa. and Giroux for maybe, what, three, three. years now, three, four mm-hmm. years, and they finally convinced me to do the podcast. <laughs>
0: That's right. I think you're understating yourself. Like, I feel like you're more than just the administrator yeah, at the front. Like, you're kind of like the engine Yeah, of the engine. The yeah. That's
2: true. Yeah. That's true. I wear many hats.
0: Wear <clears throat> many hats very relied upon very appreciated do you feel appreciated here? I do just quietly like. I'm treated very well
1: here yeah very good very well
0: okay awesome um, well thanks for coming on the show today the topic the main topic of today's show is women in real estate and how that's evolving how that's changing I don't know it makes me feel good like my sister Eileen does um, she does a women's squared platform um, for women in tech and business and um, that's always kind of exciting hopefully this podcast makes it their way and she can share that but yeah problem. we really want to hear we want to hear from you guys today we've heard from Jess in the past and her journey and uh yeah we'll get there but first Melissa what do you what's happening in the market what are you seeing what are you seeing at the moment
2: so I think we're definitely in a changing market I think things have definitely slowed down than they were at the beginning of the year Um, I think everyone's kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. I think these rates are really scaring everybody. But I still think that there are transactions happening and I think there are deals to be made.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think um, if you have the gut, like, you know, like the kahunas... There is plenty of opportunities out there.
1: But you're seeing a, a less listings per week.
2: Yes. Up and I as. see more um, leases actually happening. Yeah. I think that's kind of taken off more than yeah. the actual sales.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like we've talked about it previously, you know, the immigrants are coming. The immigration is like really like at, at the height now. Um, that's the first thing they need.
1: Right. Yeah, well. And
0: and look at, look at the secondhand car market. That's still strong, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but if maybe you were gonna put your house for sale, you decide instead of listing it for sale today, you list it for lease. Next year, you exactly you decide exactly what your plan is. Yeah,
0: and you know as we've talked about previously as well. Like imagine, okay, all these all these immigrants, and they're not poor people. They're not like war torn for the most part. These are people coming with jobs that have jobs here. Um, it'll take them a while to build their credit, their credibility. Um, get settled, put their roots down. This Time next year, we could say, like, the first time home buyer thing going absolutely nuts,
2: yeah, exactly. I think that's actually what's going to happen. I yeah, think all these immigrants that are now leasing are going to turn into buyers, yeah, They so yeah. need to establish their credit, exactly. they have to establish even their people life. that
0: are getting rentals now, they're like, Oh my god, this is so expensive for me personally. They're going to say, I'm just going to eat this for a year
1: mm-hmm.
0: and try and save. And in typical, you know, immigrant fashion, they're always hustling and, and doing what they what they can to kind of get get ahead and not being kind of lax about it. Um, And I think, yeah, it's going to, it's going to blow up like, you know, next year we'll we'll have to see.
1: And you're, are you seeing a big difference between list price and sale
2: price? Yes, definitely. And no more bidding wars. I think a lot of buyers have PTSD from bidding wars. Yeah. 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 And going in with firm and not having a home inspection or having their financing lined up. And I think that's definitely slowed down. So you're
1: seeing like the five day financing, five day inspection almost almost every time you think? I would say, yeah, yeah, every time.
0: I mean, I personally agree with that. I think they were talking sure. about in implementing a 10-day mandatory cooling-off right. period, which is, is what happens in Australia, in order to get your finances in order, in order to get you know everything aligned. I think that's better. And for the seller, it's better. Because what we were seeing, and I don't know if you are seeing it too, was um, some houses that were falling through, coming right. closing. Yeah. Right.
2: Like, and you want to make sure all your ducks are lined yeah. up before. Because yeah. then you're going to be dealing with a disaster on closing when exactly. they don't have their funds, and then what? Yeah.
0: And that's... That whole process is, we don't really like to talk about that. It's very messy. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's a very whole legal messy. process.
0: Very I mean, expensive. Suing involved. Very, like, yeah.
1: yeah. Dark.
0: Um,
1: but we, like, I was even seeing things today that, you know, you usually see 97, 98% of list price is right. what things go I was seeing up just 86% I of know. list price. Mm-hmm. I know. So overpricing your home is not how you're going to sell your home. No. No.
0: I think my, that might also be, you know, people seeing numbers or comparables or even agents that are listing their houses using comparables, from let's say back in like closer to February, right. maybe no, March, he, April, even
1: even four months ago, you
0: yeah. can't you, can't, you
2: can't use those numbers. No, and I think also these sellers are coming back down to reality. Yes, a bit. yes, they're, they're not accepting January, I've called January it, February yeah. pricing. I yeah. called it
0: like the equilibrium. It's like sellers getting more realistic in price, and buyers kind of getting used to the new interest yes. rates and the new carrying costs and
1: more confident. Yeah. and more confident. Exactly. It feels so like hit. the buyers are like taking risks with some of these offers. Though. I know. Whoa, that's good for you. For- <laughs> $150, and what feeds into it as well
0: as like public opinion, like what a lot of these people are reading all these new, we all, we've been talk, talking about it for the last two months. They're all reading these like doom and gloom news articles and it feeds into their ideas. So they, sure. they put it up, they try to get something and um, whether it's their realtor that has the same you know information, but they just get scared. Yeah. You know, the headlines, Canada home prices dropping 25% next year. Like that's probably true, but not the GTA.
1: But just not to, to push it along, but Melissa did that. She got a little bit of a deal I on did. her property as yes.
2: well, yes. so yes. she can tell us her experience. Of, I you actually know. got two deals, I guess, if we're going to really talk <laughs> we, about
0: it. We will get into that. We will. Mm-hmm. Get, I wanted to just um, first ask you, like, which we we're kind of talking about anyways, like, what do you see here being at the front desk? like We've talked about agents trying to keep their finger on the pulse and reading the wrong articles <laughs> or the right articles, but... You see what all the agents are doing.
2: Right. So I think that agents need to... Now, no offense to you guys. I think agents need to work again. Yeah. I think it was too easy in the beginning of the year. All Mm -hmm. you had to do was put it on MLS and everything else just kind of fell into place. Yeah, because there's 50 buyers for one property. Exactly. Agents now need to door knock. They need to do their follow-up. They need to work on their CRM. They have to actually work now and I think that's a stage
1: and good photography and I think that's a bit of an
2: adjustment for these some of these agents they thought it was never us we did all those no 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 not you (laughs) and my agents are all pretty good but I think it's just that adjustment back into okay now I have to actually work yeah yeah and I think that's kind of the transition that we're in right now
0: yeah I mean like we know uh, you know from a business perspective if you've done all the right things to begin with, you will be able to float through these down markets, as right. call them. Right. Um, I mean, the market is kind of just le- – I would call it even just leveling out. Yes. Like there's – we even – we were in a Zoom this morning about um, all the, the interest rates and the home prices over the last couple of years, three years, whatever. And we've really just settled back into a relaxed pattern, whereas what was happening probably the last six to eight months – um, you know, let's count March backwards. Yeah, it wasn't sustainable. No, anyways,
2: and everybody knew that eventually that was going to level up That yeah. wasn't gonna going to keep going higher and stay
1: higher. Stay higher right it's just
0: impossible. Yeah,
1: but yeah. also like, to be frank, like garbage was selling. Yeah, for like crazy for a crazy crazy amount. Well, but this is now like there are a few good homes on the market and they sell. Yeah, and the everything else, they they don't. If it's not taken care of.
0: Well, this is the advice we're giving to people. If you're looking to buy right now, whether it's uh, getting a first home or getting, you know, upsizing like you did, Alyssa, which we'll get to. Now you have a fantastic choice. You have, imagine, you can go out and you can see maybe 10, 12 homes over a course of a week and a half, two weeks. And you can go back to homes that like you think about again. You're like, oh, maybe... Oh, now that I've seen enough, now I know what looks good. Maybe the first home you saw was the best. Right. But now you have the time. And then on top of that, you can ask under list price and put the pressure on the seller. Like, right. imagine a situation where you have that.
2: It seems like a luxury almost. Yeah. It's a luxury. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we go back to February. Oh, great. I could sell my home for this amount. Yeah. Unless you were downsizing. The only way that worked out is if you were downsizing, it made the most sense. If you sell... If you were a you sold in the height of February, mm-hmm. like pat on the back, even though you had to probably buy like, um, you know, a condo or a bungalow, whatever the downsize was, it was still more expensive relatively. You were getting squeezing the most out of the market. Yes. Now I, I'm not recommending to downsize. I, I would tell them to wait if they can, yeah. if they're able to, if, if they're able yeah. to, um, but yeah, we're seeing some fantastic power being given back to buyers, even though it's still a seller's market. Yes. Which people don't understand.
1: No. Yeah, the amount of inventory is still low. Very low. Still low. We're still... Yeah, very low. We're
0: still short. What's, it was 660,000 homes in the GTA alone that we're short of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like still two months worth of inventory. It's mm-hmm. not enough. No.
0: Um, okay, so in saying that, what, uh, if any, do you have predictions for the market, mm-hmm. Melissa? I
2: think the rest of the year is going to be slow. Okay. I think maybe in the spring... People are going to start putting their houses for sale, and okay. I think that inventory is going to kind of level out, and we're going to yep. be in a healthy buyer seller market. Okay. And like a more balance. More balance. Right. Yes.
0: And uh, when do you think the spring market's going to start next I year? I think
2: spring market's going to start end of February, beginning of March.
0: Yeah, because we've seen it like earlier and earlier oh, over the year. Oh, it was like
2: the second week of January last yeah. year. I think it's going to be more of like our normal, let's yeah. say, mm-hmm. real estate spring market. Yeah. Like, end of February. Yeah. I think the interest rates maybe will be a little bit more settled, and people are going to feel more comfortable making a purchase, making a sale, and I think that's when it's going to be a little bit healthier of a market.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, people forget that these interest rates are still historically low. Like, I mean, I know in the 1940s is not, or even the 1980s for that matter, is not the same as today. I get that. But if you look at the graph, it's still very close to the bottom. Yeah. You know?
2: I think again, like it's like this PTSD. Everybody mm-hmm. thought, okay, I'm getting a rate for, let's say, 1.52%. And then everything shot up, and now everybody's losing their pants because they can't afford these homes, and everybody is so overextended. Yeah. And inflation and everything yeah. like that.
0: It hits a ceiling. Like it's a natural, and you know, yeah. same goes the other way. Like once prices get so low, it will literally hit the bottom, and there'll be like a resistance. You know, like people right. talk about this. Phenomena in stocks as well Mm -hmm. and like the bottom can be crashed and the ceiling can be broken But But our
1: memory is not very long because 2019 the rates were over 4% right people don't remember
2: no (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like everyone had their blinders on and they just focused on 2%
1: or 1.5%. I'll tell you right now, I signed a mortgage in 2019 for 4.14. I remember. Yeah. I won't forget it. (laughs) So... And that was normal. That was normal. Nobody thought that was outrageous or anything like that. Yeah, like you were lucky to get 3.89 at that time. Yeah. So... We have to remember a few years. The pandemic was a very specific moment in time.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. the rates
1: were that way for a reason. Right. It was a
0: complete market disruptor. It play. was because it skewed all the results prior. Like I you almost, you almost can't even look at the graph prior to the you pandemic. Can. Yeah. Because it's completely out the window. Like, yeah. And it's totally it?
1: irrelevant now. Yes.
0: It is exactly. It is. It's
1: another we're, shift. And I feel like
0: we're settling into a new a new kind of like
1: like the way you can't compare prices from February because that was a very specific moment in time and it was inflated beyond yes Mm -hmm. so you know you you can't hold on to what happened before because it's not the same that's
0: right and um you know a lot of people listening if you just if you want more information on like where your head should be at in real estate just reach out to us every every you know we're talking generally here Every neighborhood's different. I've just done my um, CMA's for all my clients, which is basically, you know, comparing quarterly results of what their house might be selling for now to like earlier in the year, and like this is not the fun one because I did it last time. It was March. it was in March.
1: Yeah,
0: right. It's but pretty shocking. but the, but here's the funny thing: people have still done better than when they first bought it.
1: For sure, yeah. even the year before, even if they bought it in twenty twenty, they yeah still, they it. Anyway. yes.
0: And, you know, I've found some people in some neighborhoods, you know, whether it's a townhouse or a condo or a detached house, some people have held on to the value better, which is actually fantastic insight for me because I'm like, okay, if I'm going to recommend someone to do an investment in some kind of property, in some kind of area, like these are the best performing over, Yeah. you know, it's like when a stockbroker or a mutual fund advisor or whatever comes to you and they say, hey, look at these mutual funds, whatever, mm-hmm. they'll show you the 2020 when everything dropped in right. March, but they'll show you like... If we look, okay, if we look at one year, it was terrible, but if we look now over a five-year period, you can see what actually performed overall. Yeah. Right. Um, Okay. So, let's get into the main um, topic of discussion for today, which is women in real estate. (laughs) No. And I, I'm not involved in this conversation, no. Oh, really? Just walk away.
1: See you later. <laughs> okay,
2: bye, Jerome. <laughs> um,
0: but, you know, I want to talk about the idea um, of, you know, financial independence. Not that this is a new idea, but it's, it's becoming um, a greater idea, and it should always become a greater idea, and that's just, um, you know, like, I don't know how far back we take it, because you go back before we were even born, but... Um, just the idea that uh, women getting real estate for themselves, being independent, again, it's not a new idea, but um, it's a fantastic thing that's, I think is growing and getting better.
2: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, and I want to talk about your story as well, yeah. Melissa. Okay. So, um, you know, what were your ideas of real estate before getting to real estate at all when you were still renting or living at home? I want to hear a little bit about your story and, like, what, what your journey was and kind of your thoughts before and then your thoughts after.
2: So I grew up in the business, so I'm kind of similar to Jess. So my right. mom owned a brokerage in King City. Mm-hmm. So after school, we would go to the office, me and my sister, and we would do our reception duties, let's say, and that was our part-time job. So when she was selling, me and my sister, we would go with her. We would do the offers because they had offers old school where you had to go to the house. It was like pen and paper. The seller and buyer sat across the table from each other. And at that point, I never really thought one day I'm going to be able to buy a house like this. And back then, a house of... A big house, a normal house, let's say, didn't cost what it costs now. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in seeing all of this happen from the office side and from the selling side. And then as I got older and I started getting more into real estate, I realized it's definitely doable. If I work hard and I save my money, I can do it.
0: Is this ideas that your parents showed you? Or you just came up with it? I kind of came up
2: with it myself when I started working here. And I saw that... It's hard, and it's going to take a lot of work and blood, sweat, and tears, but it's definitely a possibility for me, Mm -hmm. and I kind of just took that idea and ran with it, so I started saving money, I started really being conscious of what I was spending my money on, and I'm a big spender, so I really had to try to cut back, (laughs) and I saved, and I saved, and I saved, and... I didn't put down 20% the first time. So I insured my mortgage broker, insured my mortgage because I just didn't have the funds to do 20% down. But you right. understood you didn't need to. Exactly. And that's kind of, I think, of misconception. Mm-hmm. And the other
0: misconception is actually putting less and having an insured mortgage. Sometimes you get a better interest rate. Right. Then, if you were on it. Right.
2: So. Mm-hmm. And my price was under a million. So I didn't necessarily have to put 20%. So mm-hmm. when I bought my first condo, um... I was looking for, so I lived at home probably until I was, I don't know, 28. Okay. No, longer. 28, 29. And I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew the building I wanted to be in. I knew mm-hmm. what view I wanted. I knew what layout I wanted. I know what unit number I wanted. Yeah? So I did so Because you studied all the
0: floor plans and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I You're knew where big. it was
2: from the elevator, from the garbage. I knew exactly what I wanted. That's hilarious. So I would just sit there on MLS and wait <laughs> for this unit to come out. Yeah, did
0: you set like, little search notifications yes, and yes. stuff? Yes, Yeah. Did a
1: prospect
2: search yes. for yourself. <laughs> and uh, some units would come out, and I remember this was back in August or June, no, June to August of 2021. So we were kind of at that dip after Mm -hmm. COVID, things were kind of sitting, people didn't want to buy condos because Mm -hmm. they weren't comfortable living in a common space. And I took, I use that to my advantage. So a condo came out, I had offered on two condos before the one I got. And I remember, I drive my agent crazy, obviously, because <laughs> that's, that's what just we, what I do. You guys do, do. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I remember, buyers, yeah. I remember
2: calling him and being like, okay, I want to put an offer on this condo, but I don't want to go in at ask price. I want to go lower. And I remember we were fighting for $5,000, and I wouldn't go $5,000 more. I think my agent wanted to rip my hair yeah, out at this but you point. know what? You put but hang on, you were
0: fighting with your agent.
2: Like, he wanted me to say, like, it's $5,000, Melissa, just yeah, it's not it. A big it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, right. like, I'm not doing it. I set that boundary, and I'm not passing that mm. boundary. Okay, good for you. Now, in the, like, long run, I'm like, $5,000 is
1: really it's nothing? It's not,
2: yeah. But that's it's the a, thing. But when, you have to learn that for yourself. Yeah, and yeah. when I'm in it, I'm like, that's a lot of money for me, $5,000 sure. extra. Like, but you didn't understand that over. I didn't understand over, no,
1: yeah. no. When you it's
0: start a, working it out, by the way, for those of you listening in, at home or wherever you're listening, Five thousand dollars is a lot of money in real money, yes. cash money in your hand. Yes. But when you have that amortized, as Jess said, <laughs> yeah. over thirty years, yeah, it, it is it's, actually it's like, like a oh, cup I'm coffee just a not get coffee in this coffee a day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So in the yeah. long run, I can see where the frustration yes. came from from my agent. But still, I set my that but, yeah.
1: but he's working for you exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So we lost out on that. I was disappointed, but that's fine. I knew something better was gonna come. Right. So I think a few weeks later another unit came out. I within two hours I put an offer. I didn't even go see it. Mm -hmm. I put an offer and we gave them exactly what they wanted. We gave them their asking price and their closing. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. agent called my agent and said, I don't get it. Like, I, there's something wrong. Like, I don't get it. You gave me my asking price and my closing. Like, I don't you get it. You haven't even
1: been there. You yet. haven't
2: even been there. Like, I don't get it. And he's like, my client knows exactly what she wants. She wants this unit. Yeah. We gave you exactly what you yeah, wanted. Like, just like spot, sign the papers. Just <laughs> accept it. Mm-hmm. He ended up signing it back for $5,000 more. So that five thousand dollars came back and bit me. Of
0: course. Oh my and
2: God. I took it. I said, That's fine, I'll take it. <laughs> That's
0: so, hilarious. But you had been through that process. But you
2: understood now that it would make or break it, yeah. And that five thousand dollars, like you're saying, is a cup of coffee every day. It's yeah. And
0: thing. and like what I like to do is because I you know, I like to work with first time home buyers, is deliver them these concepts. These concepts like mental obstructions that you don't understand No
1: like but there was the, something the that wasn't picture. pushing you the first time cuz you still had in your head that maybe yes. there was something better that was going to come. Exactly. Out. So, and like every I believe in the universe and yes. everything happens yep. for a reason. Totally. We say that all the time. Yeah. It, it, if you, if you wanted it, you would have pushed for exactly. it. Exactly. But this one you wanted. This one I wanted. I
2: bought yeah. it without even seeing yeah. it. Like who does that? That's yeah. how yeah. cold. But you're <laughs> you're I a was. bit
0: different because like you understand exactly like you see yeah. and you know we see that we've seen jess and i've seen thousands of condos yeah i can tell you that if the condo is wide enough it maybe has an island or a peninsula kitchen right it has like laminate or hardwood right. if you're lucky and it has floor to ceiling windows i can guarantee you that that condo is going to be good yeah you know without maybe something obstructing the view or whatever right yeah. like there is i can tell you like what you know, because condos can get very monotonous. Yes. Some of them can be unique, mm-hmm. split level, dual, whatever it is. Um, either way, the point is, you know, I can educate people on what a good condo, a good investment is. But you had a little bit of an advantage.
2: I did. And that, I did my research. I knew I had been watching the buildings. I knew exactly what it is I wanted.
0: Yeah. And like, as I said, these concepts, um, just to get your head in the right space of like, you know, like, oh, obviously you want a low ball. Somebody, right. right that's the first instinct right you know across any culture that you know however you do business yeah your first instinct is I want to offer less than they're yeah. asking for it you know and the funny thing is you could they could probably have raised the price to begin with right which is what you know obviously like clearance sales and stuff at furniture stores that's what they do too. Mm-hmm. they you know uh, prematurely like inflate the price and then you then they take off the hundred thousand or whatever and it's the same price as it would have been. But you feel like you got a better deal. deal.
2: And it's so scary. Like, this is the biggest purchase I'm ever going to make in my life. It was so scary and so terrifying. And I didn't want to overpay because I had seen what was going on Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And I would have been, like, it was very scary.
1: Yeah. It was very scary for me. it's the first time you're doing it. Like, you're going to have reservations. You don't want to push yourself too far. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But imagine this. In the future, like, right now, you know... Whatever you bought the condo for, maybe it's five hundred, six hundred thousand, whatever it was. Imagine in the future there is gonna be a one bedroom condo for sale in Toronto
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's gonna be a million dollars.
2: Right.
0: And maybe the year before that it was like nine fifty, but now it's a million dollars. And now someone that's been renting or living at home, whatever it is, studying whatever it is, now they have to face the prospect of buying a million dollar property. But, but that's
1: going to be the norm. I yeah, no.
0: But if you break it down, you know, once you break down the costs, okay, here's the monthly carry. Maybe the interest rates are better because the, the prices are so high. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We, we don't look into the future and pretend to know. But, you know, you look at the, the monthly carry, then you look at the maintenance fees, then you look at the taxes, then you set yourself a budget and you're like, wow, actually that million dollar, it actually breaks down to this, 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 and this. I'm like, I can actually like, I could do that.
1: Right. Okay, so the real question is, this is a unit that you, like, wanted, you were dying yes. for it. It was the one. Yes,
2: it was the one. And
1: you lived in it for less than a year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I closed on the unit, and the unit was nice. Like, it didn't need any sort of renovations, but mm-hmm. I wanted to make it how I wanted it to mm-hmm. look. Yeah. So, I did a minimal renovation. We're talking like as basic as Lipstick it could on a. Yes. Some fresh so, paint. The, I took out all the floors and put yep. in light floors. Yep. I didn't do hardwood. I did vinyl. So, mm-hmm. I tried to opt out for the cheaper alternative where But I the look could. still. But the look was there. Right. Yeah. And I find that people are buying the look. Yes. If you yep. can make it look a certain way, they will pay the price for it yeah mm-hmm. so I did things like that I changed the hardware on the kitchen I changed the vanities in the bathroom I tried to get cute little items to decorate it with did
0: you do this by yourself by the way or did you have help
2: yes I did have help with contractors and trades and just kind of bringing my vision to life
0: cool and so you did the renovations so I did the
2: renovation this
0: is fantastic advice by the way like you yeah. could literally do this you know like they talk about flipping houses mm-hmm. what about flipping condos yeah. Well, you know, like I personally like some of the condos that were made like in the early two thousands to late two thousands. They have decent square footage. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe they have parkade. They maybe they have the ugly cabinetry, but it still has a nice like peninsula island and yeah. as I talked about earlier, like the actual like a nice layout with like good windows. You can just do the floors, repaint it, yeah. maybe reface the cabinets, do some new hardware. Some of this it. stuff is quite it's easy. So easy. Um, and then maybe sell it in six months or a year or (laughs) Or,
1: or three months
0: months in your case. Um, okay. So continue. Go go ahead.
2: I did the renovations, moved in. Everything was great. This was in November of 2021. Then 2022 hit beginning of the year and Mm -hmm. one of the condos in my complex
1: sold for a crazy price yes like how much of an increase you can you don't have to tell us numbers but like percentage wise
0: okay uh i'm gonna be honest guys we just stopped there because we have to do some <laughs> calculations and some math <laughs> but tell me what you got really lucky because you nailed the timing and it's very hard to nail timing yes so but what was your percentage increase melissa
2: 31 percent Thirty-one in from november to february wow.
0: so i just want to say something like could this happen again? Like, will it happen again? Like, maybe? It could.
2: I think it like, could, but that... you caught the
0: market is. at a low point, which is the, the most ideal situation. Yes. Then you found out your neighbor sold for that much. Then you sold... I mean, okay, but... But
1: imagine you didn't pull the trigger. Right.
0: Imagine you didn't pull the trigger. And here's the other catch-22 is, like, yes, you sold on the height of the market, mm-hmm. but what you have to buy was going to be high, but what happened?
1: But she's smarter than that. I rented. Okay. So
2: I called my agent again and I said, I'm going to put it for sale. He goes, okay, but where are you moving? He goes, if Mm -hmm. you sell high, you're buying high. Mm -hmm. Like, are you prepared to do this? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think that obviously it's going to come down. It's not going to stay at these ridiculous prices. So I'm going to sell. I got a four month closing.
0: Okay, so that's okay. hugely important. Huge.
1: Because important.
0: closings in some situations would be even like they'd be pushing you yes. to do a month, even. Yes. Usually two months, but they could be pushing you for a short closing. Right.
2: And this is why it's so important to have a good agent on your side. Yep. So I was in the driver's seat. I could say whatever I wanted, yep. and they were going to give yep. me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I got my price, I got a four month closing. Wow. I closed in June of twenty twenty two. So now the market has significantly come down, mm-hmm. and I rented. I rented okay. a condo in the same complex. So I, and then I'm thinking, okay, I've just made some nice money from selling this condo. Mm-hmm. This has now given me the opportunity to do that next stepping stone.
0: Right. Which is what um, the first
2: condo usually is. Yeah. I can I just bought-
0: can I back it up for one second though? Yes. How, ma- how many buckets of sweat on your closing day in June?
2: Yes. Close? I was panicked. Yeah. I think I drove my agent, my lawyer, everybody crazy, panicking.
1: Was there any concern they there weren't going to
2: close? They extended the closing by one week because the husband was self-employed and he was mm-hmm. waiting for a paper from CRA mm. that the mortgage right. broker needed because he wanted to stay with the A lender. And if he didn't give the paper, he'd have to go to a B lender. Right. Yep. I was freaking out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because, because the market we, yeah. significantly changed in yeah. that time. Like they yeah. could have walked away, as they we said, have. is very messy, a big disaster. And what
0: deposit do they put, like percentage wise?
1: So they did
2: a five percent deposit okay. and then this is why it's so important to have such a good team. Mm-hmm. My lawyer and agent said you want to extend the closing. We want another deposit now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's non-refundable. Yes. So if you do not close, yep. I'm great going moves. to keep all that's of it. That's a fantastic move. That's so a great, great move. It made me feel a little bit more comfortable about the whole process because mm-hmm. I, was, I was a basket yeah, case. I was so
1: stressed. That's very stressful. It was
2: very stressful.
1: And you were... Well, you'll get there, but you closed on the next property, not later, not much later. No.
2: So I actually did it all over again. So I don't know if I just have like horseshoes or something. Well, you do a lot of nice things for people. Yeah, exactly. Karma's real.
0: I mean, you work at the front, you feel the pulse of the market. You know, at least take advantage of that. Yeah,
2: Right. So I rented a condo, moved into the condo. That was great. I gave myself one year. To decide, do I want to get back in? Do I want to keep renting? I kind of wanted to see where the market went. So now we're doing this whole thing all over again. Mm -hmm. I call my agent and I say, there's this house I want to see. But call them first and see if they're going to take less than what they're listed for because mm-hmm. I'm not paying what they're listed for. Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: And he goes, Melissa, like, you can't keep doing this to me. Like, it's insulting. Like, blah, 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 blah.
0: Can I, can I just stop you for a second? Um, our clients do this with us as well. Yeah. And you know what Jess and I always say? Like, you we are the instrument to you. We're the right. extension of you. I'm not going to push back. I, I'm, I could say it's stupid. Right, but it's
2: different. Like, I'm annoying them. Yeah. But it's fine. But I,
0: I would I always say... We can try anything you want. Yeah. If it if it ends up like offending them and they turn around, and they're like, we're never going to see an offer ever from you again. Right. Maybe that's the downside to this, but right. I would always like to try something.
2: Right. So, okay, so go ahead. he did. He called the agent and we actually used this to our advantage. He was an out of town agent. So he, I don't think was as well educated on the market as my agent was. Mm-hmm. So we didn't hear back from him. A couple weeks goes by, I see the price go down two times, two right. price reductions. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let's go see it. We go see it. The house is disgusting. Yeah. It was a rental property, they had dogs, all the door frames were scratched, there was dog pee everywhere. It was it was in rough shape. But I can look past yeah, all of these bad cosmetic things. Yeah. Right. So we go back You see the
0: potential. I can in the see room. the potential.
2: So we go back, and I'm like, okay, let's offer. We offered, I think it was listed at 1179 mm-hmm. and we offered 950
0: Oh, my okay. God. That's bullsy.
2: They signed it back, and with all the negotiations, we ended up at 945 mm-hmm. Okay? It was their own, one and only offer. Yeah. The seller was out of town. She was dealing with family in Europe, so she just wanted to get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, right. she it. was right. not dealing with it. She was not dealing with it. We did... I had a home inspection and a financing condition for five days. Mm-hmm. We went in and did the home inspection and got another $15,000 off the price.
0: Right. Did you find anything or you said you found something? It
2: was more like cosmetic things because it needed a lot of work to bring it to right. something that I was right. going to be able to yeah. live in.
1: Okay. So... But you had, you had some le- like leverage to get the I had the deal some leverage done. to
2: use it and mm-hmm. I was their one and only offer. Yeah. And it didn't show well. It was really disgusting. Yeah. So they wanted my offer just as much as I wanted theirs. For sure. So, we ended up doing the deal. Everything was done. I closed on it in September, and I've started renovating since. So, I gave myself a budget to renovate, and when that budget was done, that's when I was yes. going to start.
0: And you had this from the proceeds from selling the condo?
2: Right. So and you're living in the condo while you're I'm renovating. living in the rental condo while yes. this is all going Fair. on. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, I started the renovations, and they're expensive. <laughs> they're very expensive, but... I did the things that I couldn't do while I was living there. So right. if I want to do something in one the or two big years, yeah. I can do it while I'm still living there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going to be ready to move in next week. Oh, so exciting.
0: And it came in, like, under budget, on time?
2: It came in a little bit over budget. (laughs) (laughs) And a little bit later. Um, And a little bit later in time. Do you
0: have, like, you know, trusted tradespeople that have, like, guided you through the process? Yeah, Yeah. yes. Because being here at the office, I'm sure you're heavily connected.
2: Exactly. And that's, I think, the most important because everything's so expensive. All these materials, all these trays. And I didn't want, I was so scared I was going to get ripped off.
0: Oh yeah, and, yeah.
2: Um, like it's like
0: the, the wife going to the mechanic, like you know, right. you, you, know sure. you know,
2: right. But so you have a very. I family. had trusted yeah. people that knew that they were going to take care of me, mm-hmm. and I was very well taken care of. And now it's come full circle. Wow. See? Wow. Good for you. So we're doing it for themselves. Though. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It for Good themselves. for you. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Can we um, see it? <laughs> I know it's going to look so cute.
0: And it's important. You are kind of building your own legacy. You know, it's true independence. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, as I said, like, it is different today. Like, I think, um, in my opinion, like, women have a more optimistic view on things than maybe they used to, like, in the 80s, 70s, 60s, whatever. Um, But it's nice to see.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. And And even if you don't stay in this house forever, which... Seems my like. agent's already like, okay, when are we selling it, and <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, it yeah, again? Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but don't you think you're more confident now that you know you can? Because yes, like, now this is technically like my
2: second yeah. time and it's just mm-hmm. like that confidence. I have yeah, that confidence. You feel now. so
1: much more comfortable. Yeah. And you, do it. you know,
0: there's one thing I heard through all of this whole story it's taking chances.
1: Yes. And, sure. and you, seeing you
0: can... opportunities and taking them. Yes.
1: yes. And
0: it's very, very easy to just sit in your comfort zone and say, oh no, like that's just. Too- But you took the the chance, and I don't think a lot of people at our age might take that chance. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and it's, like, we're still in a very weird time. Like, Mm -hmm. I had bought right before, I think it was the the last two interest rates. So mm-hmm. I I think I got a great rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously it's going to fluctuate. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. And I'm just... I've Riding budgeted and yeah. I made yeah. sure I can afford that, whatever, and ride it out kind of thing. Yeah. So
0: I actually want to go back to when you closed. Mm-hmm. And we've heard from your perspective. And I was thinking, like, okay, it is that horrible for the buyer? Like, maybe not. Maybe the buyer closed, even though it was a higher amount, but maybe the buyer got pre approved for let's say a 1.3% interest rate or mm-hmm. 1.7 or whatever it was knowing that their interest rates were going up right and you know knowing that they're going to live there for maybe 2 or 3 years and ride it out so even though the buyer prop like seemingly overpaid for your property in february right we might get back there in 2 years or a or year or 5
2: years exactly and
0: they might have locked in fixed rate Imagine, oh yeah, we overpaid, right? Fear of overpaying—it's a yeah. new thing. But I got a 1.8 percent rate for the next five it's years. True. Or
1: if they put a tenant in and the tenant's paying an inflated rental amount
2: because that's exactly they're at so right now. That's actually so. The condo that I'm renting, yeah, the buyer bought that condo 11 days after mine sold for forty thousand dollars more than, than what yours. Mine
1: so Whoa, there that you go went nuts
2: and he, he bought it as an investment property yeah mm-hmm. his rent is 2400 which mm-hmm. i think is kind of on the low end yeah. if that's your purchase yeah that's price. a rut right.
1: to carry and yeah.
2: i'm dying to ask him why did you do that like <laughs> why wouldn't you just wait if it was an investment property why didn't you wait i'm dying to ask him maybe i'll ask when him you leave him. i'm gonna be like just out of curiosity like why did you do that
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't like to assume anyone's position. Mm -hmm. You never know. Like maybe, maybe he's running an LLC, an corporation, and they had a budget for something. True. What I've noticed in the last two years, and maybe you've noticed it as well, the first three months, January, February, March, everything blowing up. Well, they did a study into that. They found that most people buying then, Mm -hmm. a large majority were people with multiple properties to begin with. Right. So in my head, I'm like, Okay. They go to the accountant. They have Christmas. They have New Year's. Let's think about, like, what people are physically doing. They have the New Year's. They, like, go see family. They go away for a week. They come back mid-January when kids start going back to school. Right. They go to the accountant. This is for the big business, small business, whatever. And they say, yeah, use your budget for the year. And then you go out and you start buying properties, 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 properties. You know, regardless, like, um, of, you know, like what business you're in or whatever. That's the new model. I you
2: think know? so. I think so. And, like... I hope that once, maybe in a few years, that I'm able to buy an investment property because I would definitely yep. buy mm-hmm. a condo. I would maybe fix it up just a little bit so it looks yep. aesthetically pleasing and then rent it out. Yeah, because I think it's important. Like I think that it's going to set
1: me up for future success exactly. as well. And if you can mm-hmm. get some equity out of your exactly. property and to to do the yeah. next thing, I know that's that's our plan too. Yeah. So,
0: know. how do you think that your mindset changed from before going to real estate? Too often?
2: Um, before, I really thought it was so out of reach. Like, yeah. I just yeah. thought it was so expensive and that it was never going to happen for me. And yeah. is that
1: because of the news? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And it scared me. Yeah. Like, for it sure. really scared me. And I thought, okay, even if I could make it happen, Am I going to, like, is the bank going to take it from me? Am yeah. I going to not be able to make my mortgage it's payments that I'm going to have to yeah. go to family and say, like, please, I need money and, like, try to get help from other people. Mm-hmm. And it's really not that. Like, you can do it.
0: I mean, it's the same risk as, like, oh, what if I can't make rent this Right,
1: busy? yeah. But as you said, which is the truth, you have to sacrifice. Maybe you're do. spending less money going out to dinner, yeah. buying alcohol. Like
2: my Starbucks addiction was yes. yeah. non existent for but a while. It, but
1: you won't die. I was fine. Yeah, I was
0: fine. It's <laughs> worth
1: it in the long run because look at you're setting yourself up for exactly. your future. Exactly.
0: And like one of the f- concepts I like to teach first time home buyers, and maybe this is like a Gary V.S. kind of thing or whatever, but imagine if you sacrificed five years from today. Mm-hmm. Five years. You were boring, you didn't spend extra money that you didn't have to, you saved more than you wanted to, all these kinds of things. You're boring for five years, to maybe you lose some friends, I get it, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, imagine... If, some not good
1: friends. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: No, but like you stopped seeing them and start going out, right. whatever it is. Yeah, you
1: You, you really imagine, minimize it. Imagine
0: for five yeah, years priorities. you are super boring and you set yourself up I know. for the next 60 yeah, you know what I mean. Like we it's this concept of what like,
1: matters.
0: and especially like today, where millennials spend a lot of stupid oh, money on a lot of stupid yeah. things.
1: Like it's Amazon Prime right now, and I'm not, uh, like Prime Days, and I'm not even going. I can't on. even <laughs> tell you how many packages already came <laughs> for me today. Yeah, because you're moving in next week, <laughs> I know. and that's the time. I know, but it's it's worth it in the long run. You gotta you gotta pay. I do. I have to set myself up for success. For sure.
0: And I mean, even just the idea of doing the reno's, it's like that's. On top yeah. of risk. Like, that's a huge thing. Like, you know, like, especially these days where a lot of people just, millennials included, we just want to move into something done. I mean, Jess and I moved into something pretty much done. It was new. Right. like, we really enjoy that. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be hard for but us. But we did
1: have to do a couple of upgrades. Yeah, we did little, yeah,
0: again, we did little things.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, to make it better for the future, you know, for ourselves. Right. Obviously, but you're also thinking about the future.
2: Yeah. And you yeah, want to make, make it your own. You yeah. don't want it to look like just everybody else's. You want yeah. it to be yours. Yeah.
0: And, um, okay. And so like, what's your goals moving forward? What's your plan with this property? Is this like forever? No,
2: it's or definitely are you, like, not it's forever. It's stepping stone? Because I've already made money on it. Yeah. Like another yeah. one came out just this morning for like significantly more than what I bought for, even including mm-hmm. my renovations. Yeah. So, Um, I will definitely stay here for a few years. Famous last word. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back here in six months having another story. Yeah. And then either maybe take some equity out to buy an investment property Mm -hmm. or sell it. And then maybe, I don't know, I guess it's going to see kind of where the market goes as well. If I see it kind of creeping up to like high again, I might sell it and do this all over again. How many
0: uh, bedrooms does it have?
2: It's three bedrooms.
0: Okay. So that could support a future life if you chose that, yes. that part. Yes, yes. Yeah, but and until it's now, it's like... a great neighborhood.
2: Until like, now, like, race. one
0: room's going to be your walking closet, another room's <laughs> going to be...
1: Right, one's a dog room, <laughs> one's a closet. You're, you're, you're,
0: your lady cave, is that what they call them? Lady caves?
1: Uh, sure. I've never heard the term, never but... heard
0: Well, you heard it here first, for example, <laughs> Oh, it's a cave. she
2: shed. She, no, shed. A she yeah, shed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, yeah.
0: okay. Okay, cool. And, uh, and then you, like, just want to move forward. Like, obviously, you just... You can't see what's happening, so you have to change... It, as but you're in
1: it.
2: I'm in the market. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm confident with it, and I think patience is a huge thing. I yes. have to be yeah. patient. I can't let the money burn a hole in your For pocket. Sure. You yeah. have to wait and see what happens. Yeah.
0: And so I guess what's like let's say three bits of information, like advice that you would give to someone, you know, in particular, a, a girl in in your position, like when you were in that position. What would you say to them, that person?
2: I would say definitely save your money. Mm-hmm. I would say be patient, and you need to find good people that are gonna be there for you and help you and guide you the right way. Cool. Great
1: advice. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and on that topic, like Jess, you went through, you know, a similar process. We've documented that before. Mm-hmm. What would you say?
1: I would say you you have to do hard things and yeah. and if you want things in the future you have to make the sacrifices and the stuff is scary and hopefully you have people in your life that can help you
0: and remember uh, yes. five thousand dollars is really scary yes until you break it down but
1: everything is everything yeah. the whole you can't take this as one big bite like you have to break it up yes. into tiny little.
0: Stepping, would you say, stepping? stepping step? don't don't think
1: think it sounds. Sounds. Wow,
0: it's almost like I've hung out with myself or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is possible, and I think it that's is. the main thing. That, yeah, and like turn off BlogTO and all the other and outlets. The, yeah,
0: yeah, like take it with a pinch of salt. Like, okay, yes, yes Canada might drop by 25% next year, but th- that's like places like New Brunswick that were. Or, way the Or
2: they're saying like from the beginning of 2020, yes. when everything was so inflated, yeah. it's going to drop 25%. Yeah, exactly. Which that's kind of going back to a healthy market again. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like you have to understand the number. You can look at the numbers, but you have to actually analyze them because yes. they can make them look way worse than they actually are. And it's
2: not, listen, I know it's very scary and we are in a scary time, but you can still do it. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. still do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to thank you. I think that kind of, like, wraps everything up. Um, you were scared to come on here. It was a risk. I was. And you, But you had fun, You right? were vulnerable and fun. brave. I <laughs> It was
2: worth it. <laughs> gave me a pep talk. But you're
0: fantastic at this. Thank year. you. It's, it's next just week, chatting. she's going to start her own podcast. I'm
2: going to call you next week and be like,
1: what's the topic for this? <laughs> yeah,
0: <day?" laughs> <laughs> um, Well, it's been great. Uh, hanging out in Lahab's office. He doesn't know we're here, but uh, yeah. it's been okay. fantastic. He
1: doesn't
0: mind. And usually I do events here. I only want to do one event. And you don't even know about this event, Melissa. Oh no! <laughs> but on October the twenty second, mm-hmm. okay, in a an address that you guys have to reach out to us. Yeah. We're doing a pumpkin drive, and basically all that is, we have a bunch of pumpkins. Come and pick up a pumpkin, and when you do pick up a pumpkin, we give two dollars towards my favorite charity, which is Voice, which is a charity for kids who are deaf or hard of hearing. Oh my god! I that's love amazing. music. Like I'm just so obsessed with music. And like the thought, I, I remember going through the LCBO like line and I saw the charity and I was like, yes. man, like, of course I'm going to, you know, there's plenty of charities that are all worthy as well, but I'm like, oh man, it would just be so tight. It would take away that like extra depth of life without right. hearing things.
2: No, for sure.
0: So, and, and right now everyone's on listening to a podcast. So, right. yeah. um, so that's the chosen charity and basically we're going to set up. A little table, a little local um, event, micro event, I think they call them, mm-hmm. in Maple. And you have to reach out. Guys, you have to reach out or you can be all of the GTA doesn't matter. We're focusing um, on our on our neighborhood, which is Maple in Vaughan. Uh, but you can be kind of from all of the GTA. And uh, reach out. Email yeah. Email address it. is Hickson Team at gmail.com. Again, Hickson Team at gmail.com. Or you can go into ww.hixonrealestate.ca slash pumpkins. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. And you can go on and all it asks is you to register, um, your name and, and whatever. You can leave as much or as little as you like. And then we'll give you the address of where to pick up the pumpkins on October the twenty seventh twenty-second to Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Eleven AM to three PM and come pick up a pumpkin and then we're gonna do a little um pumpkin carving competition as well oh my
2: goodness (laughs) people
0: go on Instagram and uh, like show their pumpkin carving and you can win some uh, sweet sweet prizes
2: yeah that's everything that sounds so nice isn't that fun yeah I like it.
0: Okay, so that's pretty much it from us. Um, again, Melissa, thank you so much. Thank
2: you so much for having thank me. Thank you,
0: Lahav, for letting us use your office without you even realizing. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for, yeah, taking your time because you're very busy at the front there. I am. Got to stop a couple I'm times. I'm sure
1: everyone's dying to see you. <laughs> I know. I have like a whole way. policy waiting for me at the front now. <laughs> yeah.
0: And of course, as always, thank thanks you. Jessica as well. Thanks. thanks,
2: Jess. Thanks
0: for sharing your stories, guys. And I hope you really, uh, yeah, changed someone's life.
1: Could be. Yeah. All
0: right, any other questions? Again, guys, Hickson Real Estate Team at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on social media at Hickson Real Estate, blah, blah, blah. This and that, TikTok and Instagram and all that. Guys, thanks so much and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.